Welcome to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Spend this hour with us learning how you can protect the people you love from the financial, physical, and emotional consequences of an extended health care situation. Because of new state and federal laws, there are new and exciting long-term care planning options available. As a certified long-term care planning specialist, Brian Ott will help you make sense of your options. Now here's your host of Long-Term Care Radio, Brian Ott. So let's say that you end up in an extended care situation and you're going to need help to get through the day. Where would you like that help to take place? If we survey the general American public, nearly 80% of those who we ask this question to say they want to receive care in their own home. And another 10% said that they would receive that care with a family member or in a family member's home. That would be the ideal situation. So we call this aging in place. This was a lot easier to accomplish 50 years ago um, as more of us lived you know, close to family, which was the bottom line. I, I think back about my great-grandmother, uh, Julia. She lived in a little mining town in Colorado called Creed, Colorado. And she was one block away from my grandmother and where my mother grew up. And, um, you know, she was in this tiny little town that, you know, had family around her. It was like maybe four blocks wide by 10 blocks long was the whole town kind of in this little canyon area there. And, you know, my great grandmother had other children living in this town and everybody was in this close little community, and that allowed her to age in place, to stay in her own home until she was well into her late 80s. And then when her health deteriorated to a point where she needed you know, constant care, she moved to a nursing home, which was about 30 miles down the road, and that's where she passed away at age 89. And this was back in 1977, and I think this was just a lot more common then. Um, there were there were more people that had family close. In fact, I remember when I was in school, I graduated and I went to college, and I was reading a statistic that you know eighty percent of the people were born and lived and died within a twenty five mile circle. Well, that radius area now has expanded out greatly, but back in the day, it was just a lot more common to be surrounded by family members, which often made it easier. And we also had things like multi generations that living lived under the same household. So a block away from where my great grandmother lived, my mom's mom, my grandmother, was raised in that house by her grandmother and her uncle. They all lived in the same house. And so that was very common back then, too, when you would see multiple generations that, that you know were living under that same roof. Today, we've seen quite a shift as families are not only smaller, but also more spread out and often not living close to each other. I mean, this makes it much harder to participate in somebody's life on a daily basis when you're you know, even 20 miles away because it's it's just not a, a, a quick run over there or walk across the street and see grandma. It's, you know, it's, it's planned production. And then when you start putting the distance between them, the further the distance, the harder it is to be involved in someone's life on that daily basis, which means it's harder to depend on family for that daily support needed in a long-term care situation. Now, just because you don't have family members with you or they don't live a block down the road doesn't mean that you don't want to age in place. That statistic, that number of 80% of the people saying, I want to you know, age in place in my own home, you know, that's current. That's relevant. That's today. And the need to you know, bring help in has grown tremendously because of the way our you know, population has evolved, basically, the way we're having, you know, we're having fewer kids and they're not always living in that same community for us. And so as the baby boomers continue to age into these extended healthcare situations, we're going to see the demand for these workers and people to come in and help you age in place just grow and grow and grow. Now, if you look at the development of long-term care services, just look at the industry as a whole. You can see a dramatic shift um, in options over the years. So back when my great-grandmother was aging, she relied on family member until her health got to the point where they could not provide her the level of care she needed, and then the next stop was the nursing home. And this is very common. This is just a very common pattern that people, you know, in the 70s and the 60s and the, even the 80s, what they were really going through. Once you left home, the next stop was the nursing home, mostly because there wasn't really a lot of options out there. There wasn't a lot of you know, these options, these facilities that we have today. And so people would depend on the family members. And then the next stop was the nursing home. And that's why kind of a little side note here, why the, the original long-term care insurance plans were known as nursing home insurance. 
because that's really what it paid for. In fact, the original contracts, a lot of them were written that they would pay the benefits to you if you were in what they called a skilled nursing facility. And that skilled nursing facility was required to offer 24-7 care. And again, skilled means somebody with a medical background. So it was nursing home, some place that had nurses available. And so those original contracts were designed to pay for the high cost of a nursing home because back when my great-great-grandmother went through her you know, long-term care journey and ended up in the nursing home, well, the nursing home was still expensive back then too, relatively speaking. So that's how long-term care insurance kind of developed. Well, today things have changed. We have a lot of different options. People still want to age in home, but we also have different options out there. And I'm just going to spend a second here, and I want to kind of go over some of these different things that you can choose from and that long-term care insurance will also pay for. So we can look at adult daycare. Think of adult daycare as kind of like child care. It's, it's going to be a place where you can drop off a loved one for you know four hours a day, six hours a day, eight hours a day, whatever it is. And they're going to have activities and different things for them to do and, and meals and all these kind of things. But these are like kind of ideal for someone that's maybe taking care of a loved one, but they're still working full time. They can drop mom off or dad off or whatever and swing back by and pick them up after work. They work a lot like child care centers. So adult daycare, that's relatively new. That is something that's sprung up. The next step up would maybe be adult family home. So think of an adult family home as in a small assisted living facility, something that's going to have generally five or six people at the most in one home, and then you're going to have 24-7 care. So you're going to have people that are in that home with them 24 hours a day. So those are adult family homes. What's nice about adult family homes is a lot of them are built into residential neighborhoods. So a lot of times people can find an adult family home that is in the community that they're they're familiar with. And so that's an adult family home. The next step up that list would be an assisted living facility. Now, assisted living facilities are generally going to be facilities that cater to more than, you know, 10 or 12 people. But I, I honestly, that's still really, really small. Most of the assisted living facilities that I've seen out there are going to have, you know, maybe minimum 50 to 100 people, and they can be as big as, you know, two, three, 400 people. But a lot of the assisted living facilities are going to be designed as kind of apartments where people can have their own individual space, but then they're going to have community areas. They're going to have, you know, centralized dining and social activities, and they're going to have, like the one my grandmother was in, had a swimming pool and a gym and a library and a music room and all these kind of things. But most of the people have everywhere from just a simple studio apartment all the way up to a two- or three-bedroom apartment inside one of these assisted living facilities. But the facilities themselves have the caregivers there around the clock, that 24-7. Another step up from that would be a continuing care retirement center. So these are often places that you move into as um, what we would call independent living. So maybe you move into a continuing care retirement center, and they're going to offer care all the way up to skilled nursing. And the idea there, what's really nice, especially for married couples, that if you know, your health deteriorates faster than your spouse's, you can get the care there and still be on the same campus. You don't have to move away or be away from your loved one. So we're starting to see a lot of these continuing care retirement centers being built around the country. Then we have special memory care facilities. So these have really, you know, exploded in growth really just due to the growth in Alzheimer's. And again, cognitive claims for long-term care situations, that is now the number one claim. That is just 2019 it ticked over the 50% mark. So that is now the number one reason why people are filing claims on their long-term care insurance contracts is because of a cognitive impairment. So a lot of times if you have a cognitive impairment, you can still do all the activities of daily living, which means a lot of times there's some physically fit people, especially males, that will, you know, they, they just won't do well in an assisted living facility. They'll just continue to try to get out. So a lot of times the special memory clinics will have or facilities will have people that are trained in cognitive impairment, and they'll have you know more locking doors and a little bit more security in the facility itself to keep those residents safe and, and secure inside the building. Um, the next thing, of course, out there is nursing homes, which have been around forever. Like I said, my great-great-grandmother spent uh, you know time in, in a nursing home. And then we have hospice facilities, and we even have, you know, the the – you know, all growing, ever-growing biggest group out there for for long-term care services now is what we call the home health care agencies, which is really what people are looking at, right? If I want to age in place, that's how I can bring in that outside help if it's my family cannot provide that care for me. 
So all of these, at the end of the day, all these services require, you know, that are required for long-term care situations, they all have one thing in common at the end of the day, and it's that they cost money. You have to pay for these services, whether it's a, a, an adult daycare for a few hours a day or it's a special memory facility 24-7. They cost money, and the same with your home health care agency. So how do you age in place, and why do people who want to age in place often get taken out of their home? Well, it's not always money. Today, I'm going to share that with you on Long-Term Care Radio, and we're going to talk about why aging in place is important for so many people, but why it doesn't work out for a lot of people as well, too. So stick around. i got to squeeze in a quick break, and when we get back, we'll continue with the show. Avoid the mistake of paying unnecessary taxes, guarantee the quality of your care, and preserve your legacy and wealth by setting up your own tax-free long-term care plan. Learn more by attending Brian's free live webinar class. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. As we age, we can't always plan on good health, but you can plan long-term care coverage to give peace of mind to you and your family. In Story Monson, a great way to learn about long-term care is to join my friends from 525 Advisors for an upcoming free long-term care planning live webinar this coming Tuesday, May 17th at 3 p.m. You'll learn so much. 525 Advisors will explain how long-term care works, what the coverage pays for, and you'll discover all the new options and different ways to fund a plan. They even have plans with lifetime benefits that'll pay your estate back if you never use it. And then when you're ready, 525 Advisors will design a custom plan for you you, just like they did for my wife and me. I love how much time they spent with us. It's not just me. Read the reviews. People love working with Brian and Madeline at 525 Advisors. So get the peace of mind long-term care coverage gives you. Attend their free live webinar this coming Tuesday afternoon at 3. Sign up at 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. Hi, this is Brian Ott with 525 Advisors. Over the years, I've had the opportunity to protect many people and their families with long-term care planning. However, I've also seen how long-term care events devastate families and turn the last years for the family into their worst years. Many people believe the downside from a long-term care situation is limited to financial loss. Yet often, it's the emotional damage that lingers and hurts the family members the most. Watching a loved one go through their savings is one thing, but watching a loved one lose their dignity is far worse. Long-term care insurance provides a dedicated source of funds to help pay for your care when you need it. But more importantly, it provides you with a team of trained professionals that will help you and your family manage your care. Learn how you can stay in control of your care options, maintain your dignity, and protect the people you care about most by attending one of our upcoming live webinars. Sign up today at 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. Are you confused about the best way to protect your family and savings? Get answers now by listening to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, certified long-term care planning specialist with 525 Advisors. And welcome back, and thanks for tuning in to Long-Term Care Radio. Um, So if you're listening, uh, this is the 14th, if you're listening on um, Como um, out in, or I'm sorry, if you're listening to KOA Radio out in Denver, Uh, Colorado area. You still have time to join us for our class this morning, which is going to kick off at 9 a.m. Rocky Mountain time. And for those of you that are listening on the West Coast, um, our next class is going to be Tuesday the 17th. And again, that's a live class. It's going to be the same as the one that's uh, Saturday. It's just that you, you know, we're going to do one on the weekend. We're going to do one during the week. And so the 17th will be the next class. And that's going to be a three o'clock kickoff West Coast time, four o'clock Rocky Mountain time. And the great thing about these classes, it just, we're going to kind of try to sum long-term care up in a nice 45 minute tidy package. And then you can get your questions answered so that you'll have kind of a general idea of what's out there, what long-term care pays for, what your options are for putting a plan in place. We'll go through all of that. So again, look for that information on our website at 525 longtermcare.com. So most people agree that in a long-term care situation, they would like to stay at home. And that's what we call in the industry aging in place. So they'd like to stay in home or age in place for as long as possible. Yet more times than not, people spend their days or their end days, which sometimes can be years outside of their home. And why is this? You know, if we, again, we, we survey the people, 80% say, yeah, we want to live at home, but it's far from that that ever gets to do that. So there are a couple of factors that 
will get you out of your home and they are directly linked together. And the two factors are really safety and money. And let me explain what I mean by this. By definition, a long-term care situation, basically what, you know, those long-term care situations are created when you need assistance from others to safeguard your well-being. So depending on the level of care you need, you might be able to depend on a family member who is still working during the day and can stop by in the evenings or stop by in the mornings and and check on you. You know, if you start out kind of just needing a little bit of care, that might work out. Or you might be able to just have somebody come into your home a couple days a week. That's how my grandma started. She had a little physical therapy a few days a week, a little bit of lighthouse working, things like that. But as that needed level of care increases, it often becomes very difficult to rely on family members unless they are not working. If you have someone living with you who has the physical and the emotional capacity to provide the care that you need, you have a much greater chance to stay in your own home or age in place. However, when your needs escalate to a certain point, often family just doesn't have the ability to provide adequate levels of care. Okay, and this is often when the ability to stay in your own home starts breaking down. That lack of consistent help, especially when your needs are increasing, often creates an unsafe environment. And that's what I'm saying. The key is safety, right? That's what really long-term care is. The reason why we need help from others is because we're not safe on our own, whether it's from a physical impairment or whether it's from a cognitive impairment. Now, if you need part-time help with or just simple things with meal preparation, light housework, maybe someone to step in a few days a week or an hour or two a day, you might be able to find that help and easily bring that help in, family, friends, whoever it is. But when your needs grow, it becomes harder and harder. There's only so many hours in a day, and when you are depending on family to provide that care, you know, unless they are not working and living with you, the burden of your care starts you know, growing and growing and growing as your needs escalate and your loved ones just finally get to a point where they're not able to provide the required level of care that you need. And this is when it becomes a safety issue and you have to make some difficult decisions. Number one, you got to decide, am I going to pay for healthcare workers to come into your home? Or two, are you going to move out of your home to a facility that can provide the level of care that your condition requires? This is where the money factor becomes an issue. Once you move on beyond family for informal care or or what we call informal caregivers, you have to start paying for formal caregivers, okay? And this is the part where it gets expensive. Formal caregivers or home health care agencies will charge by the hour and rates will vary depending on the level of care that you need. So a lot of this, I mean, if you think about this, there's all kinds of different levels of service. And so if you're in your home and you just, you need, say, homemaker services, and so that's going to be some light housework, uh, some meals, some laundry, et cetera. My mom is kind of in that stage right now. She's having somebody come in and help her with the house and do some cleaning and some stuff like that. You might be able to find that help for you know, $20 an hour, give or take. And I'm going to say, you know, these numbers are a general rule because it's going to greatly depend where you're at. Are you in, in New York City or are you in Oklahoma? Those those costs are going to vary widely um, based on where you live. But you can pretty much figure around $20 an hour for the homemaker services. And then $30 an hour is going to provide what we call an unskilled health care services, meaning, you know, the, 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 the long-term care, these home health care agencies that come in and help you with the activities of daily living, the transferring, the bathing, the dressing, the toileting, the medication, the the eating, things like that. Well, now you're looking at somebody that's got to have a skill set. They've got to be trained and helping you transfer and bathe and do all those things. Okay, now we're talking maybe closer to $30 an hour. And then probably if you're looking at skilled nursing care in your home, you can do that. You can hire a nurse. You can hire somebody with that skill set to come into your home. But if you need skilled nursing, now we're talking probably you know, between 80 and and $100 an hour. And that's, you know, when you think about that, that this is when we start doing the math. You can see that the cost of care is going to add up very, very quickly. And if you don't have the resources to pay for this care, oftentimes it puts you in a position where you're having to move to a facility or you're having to move out of your house. And this is why planning is so important, especially if you want to age in place. And again, the vast majority of my clients, when I go through and I ask them, I'm like, tell me about your plans, your goals. Where do you want, do you want to age in place? Would you consider moving into a facility? Vast majority of my clients will say, I want to age in place. And then some will say, well, I'd like to age in place for as long as possible. I would consider a facility. 
You know, so these are usually people that have seen a loved one go through long-term care. Well, the idea of having long-term care insurance is that it's it, that the insurance itself is designed to provide you with a stream of income to help cover the cost of care in an extended care situation. Now, listen to this. Statistically, those 80% of people say they would like to age in place and take their last breath on their own pillow. Yet only about one in five get to do that. The overwhelming majority get moved out of their home somewhere along their journey. Somewhere along their long-term care journey, they are moved out of their home and they spend their final years in a facility of some type. Now, let's talk about this from a statistical point of view here. About 60% of the people out there that die, die in a hospital, which is expected. But the majority of those people that are dying in hospitals are coming from an, you know, a facility or an assisted living facility. Like That's exactly what my grandmother did. She moved out of her home. She started her long-term care journey in her own home. She turned on her policy. She's had some home health care workers. It got to a point where it made more sense for her to move into a facility, so she did that. She lived in the assisted facility until the last couple months of her life where she was just really past the, 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 you know, the skill set for the, what the facility provided. She, she, her, her needs were greater than that, so they moved her to the hospital where she basically ended up in hospice care, and she died in the hospital. So that's really statistically why they say 60% of the people are going to die in a hospital, and that's usually what happens. But if we look at people that are aging in place, the end result is going to depend on one key factor. Do they have long-term care insurance? So where did your journey take place before you spent that last week or that last two weeks in the hospice care or in the hospital? Well, we know from insurance carrier data that nearly three out of four people start their long-term care journey in their own home. And that's across the board, whether you have long-term care insurance or not. The vast majority of people are going to start their long-term care journey in their own home less than 20% will be able to age in home. So less than one in five actually get to stay in home. If we look at those people with long-term care insurance, the people that did the planning, the data tells us a completely different story. Three out of four people still start their journey in their own home, but about 70% of those people are able to receive their care and age in place. Okay, so the net effect is just over half of the people that have long-term care insurance are able to age in place compared to about 20% or less who have no long-term care insurance. So when we look at this, what does long-term care insurance really do? Well, it more than doubles the odds that you are able to age in place. And this is why we call this, you know, it used to be called nursing home insurance. Now we call it nursing home avoidance insurance because the whole idea of having a long-term care insurance plan is to be able to bring that help into the location where you want to receive that care. Now, let's say that you're like my grandmother and you get to the point where you decide you are going to move out of your house. It makes more sense for that. Well, over half of the people do this because they run out of money and they end up on Medicaid. So they're forced to move out. That's the general rule. But for those that have long-term care insurance, they usually get to avoid the nursing homes and they can choose an assisted living facility, continuing care retirement center, an adult family home, whatever it is that they want to. That's exactly what my grandmother did versus my aunt who ran out of money, ended up on the Medicaid system. It was a one-way ticket to a nursing home, to a Medicaid nursing home on top of that. So aging in place really depends on having a safe environment, which depends on having qualified people around you to provide the level of care that you need. And when you think about that, you can depend on the family in the early runs. That's what most people do. And then it gets to the point where you really need more help. Maybe your kids are still working. They can't be there during the day. Well, now I've got to bring somebody in from the outside, and I've got to pay them the $30 an hour. And that's okay if I'm just doing that for an hour or two a day, a couple of days a week. But then it starts escalating. You get to the point where you need somebody there all the time. You can see how easy it is for somebody to end up in a situation where they are forced out of their home. The idea is with a long-term care insurance plan is that you also have options now where you can stay in control of those care options, and that's really the advantage of having that plan in place is you can bring that help into your home, but should you need to move out of your home, you're also going to have more options available to you because you have a plan. I've got to take a quick break here for the news, but stick around because when we come back, I'm going to introduce you to Carol and Michael. These are our clients of the week. I'm going to show you what we did and how we put a lifetime benefit plan in place for them. We'll be right back. Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, providing valuable insight to protect you in the event of an extended health care situation. Learn more by attending one of Brian's free live webinar classes this month. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. 
525longtermcare.com. This is Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Listen and learn information from a certified long-term care planning specialist. You can email your questions to radio at 525advisors.com. And welcome back. If uh, you're just tuning in, this is Long-Term Care Radio. And, um, you know, at the bottom of the hour after the news, I always like to uh, bring you a client of the week. That's um, just kind of an example of how we put a plan in place what the people were thinking, why we designed the plan the way we did for them. And again, don't get hooked up on the numbers, especially if you're driving around in the car listening to this. It gets very difficult. I know numbers don't come across well on the radio, but the the real main takeaway from these client of the weeks is that there's a lot of different options. There's a lot of different ways to fund these plans. And the idea is how do we design a plan that's going to work right for your situation? And this week I've got Carol, who's 54, Michael, who is 53, both are still working. They have one daughter who just finished college and is gainfully employed, so they're just tickled pink about that. And, you know, their concerns were kind of unique. They came to us. um, But sad story here. Carol's best friend has been receiving treatments for breast cancer. She had a bout of it a few years ago and has come back. And she's not doing all that well. Um, She's had to quit her job. She's trying to stay at home. Again, she wants to age in place. She wants to be in her home. She wants to be around her family. And Carol's watching her friend's husband just juggle all of this, you know, trying to provide what care he can, trying to take care of the house, do all the grocery shopping, manage everything. And, oh, yeah, he's got to hold down a job on top of that. So Carol's been helping out as much as possible, and she's just seen firsthand how hard it is on everyone. And Carol and Michael are greatly concerned about something like this happening to them, and they realize Look at this. You know, everybody talks about, oh, well, I have medical insurance. But again, medical insurance does not pay for long-term care. It's going to pay for those cancer treatments, but it's not going to pay for the care that you need or the help you need around the house. And especially when you're in a situation where, you know, you need somebody to help you with meal preparation and things like that, you're either passing that burden on to family members or you've got to hire somebody to come in and do that. So this is something that that just opened uh, Carol's and Michael's eyes. They just said, look, we're seeing this firsthand, and we don't want that to happen to us. We don't want to be a burden on their daughter. Her daughter is young and just starting out a career. And they just wanted to get some kind of plan in place while they were young and healthy and they could still qualify. Because when I was talking to Carol, she realizes her friend can't get long-term care insurance. She couldn't get it a year ago because of the extent of her cancer that she had had. And if you're a cancer survivor, it doesn't mean you can't get long-term care insurance. But there's always some waiting periods and you can't have, you know, you got to be in remission. And if you have a reoccurrence or something, that's going to make you uninsurable. So Carol's like, gosh, you know, I want to take care of this. Why we're healthy. I want to get something in place. She was just adamant about that. Now, Michael was also pretty, you know, eyes wide open on this too, because his father went through an extended healthcare situation and spent over three years in an assisted living facility. And he said the worst part about that was watching his mom was really trying to juggle and take care of him, and it got to the point where she just couldn't, so they got him into an assisted living facility. And he said it really left his mother in a very vulnerable position financially because they spent down the vast majority of their assets providing care for Michael's dad because they did not have long-term care insurance. So he saw that side of it as well too. So they were both you know, very eyes open. And the reason why I always explain this on the client of the week, folks, is because just because you don't have any experience with a long-term care situation doesn't mean that you're not going to be faced with one. About, you know, three out of four of us are, and that's just reality. And if it's not you, it's going to be someone that you care about, your loved one, your spouse. And so we always see these people that come to us. Our best clients are always somebody that's lived through it, and which is sad because then the other side of the coin is that we get a lot of people that come to us after it's too late. Well, I didn't think I was going to need it. I, nah, 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 nah. And it's like, well, it's too late. The house is already on fire. We can't get it. So these guys wanted to get a plan in place because they had been living through it and they had seen it. Here's what we found out about Carol and Michael. Both are in good shape physically, so we had plenty of options for them. And, and again, that's the key. Your health is what allows you to get long-term care insurance. Your premiums are what keep the policy in force, But it's your health that allows you to qualify and get that policy. And I'm telling you, that is the key that you have to understand. You can have all the money in the world, but if you don't have good health, you're not going to get long-term care insurance. And so that's the key. They were both healthy. They had lots of options. Both are still working, and they're they're planning on working for another 8 or 10 years. So they're not in any hurry to retire. They both like their jobs. They're both feeling pretty good about it. Neither one of them will have a pension. 
So they're, um, you know, they've got their house paid off right now. They're maxing out their retirement accounts because, again, that's what's going to drive them in retirement is, is the money that they can build up and save. They do not have any college loans. They actually borrowed a very little bit of money, and they were just paying for their daughter, and now she's through a school, and that's all taken care of, so they feel good about that. There's no debt there. They do have some cash savings, and they're able to add to that cash savings each month, which just means that their budget is less than their income. So they're maxing out the retirement accounts. They're still able to save money out of their take-home pay, and both of them had health savings accounts. And so that's kind of key here, and I'll explain why in a little bit, but they both have access to health savings accounts, and both were contributing to those. What they were looking for in a plan, what kind of coverage did they want? Well, first and foremost, uh, for Carol, she wanted catastrophic coverage. She did not want to run out of coverage. I mean, she's watching her friend in her 50s go through this, and she's like, you know, I don't want something like that to happen, and I use up all my long-term care insurance, and then I don't have any down the road when I need it. They did not want to be in a position where they were on a joint plan where one person could use up all of the coverage and leave the other person without any coverage or you know, make a big dent in the amount of coverage for the other person. So they wanted true catastrophic coverage for each other. Um, they liked the idea of a plan that would be paid up at some point. So they said, look, I, you know, we're interested in funding a plan. We're interested in our different options. But what we don't want, what we want to avoid is having payments through our retirement years, just having that ongoing payment, which is kind of the way a traditional plan works, right? You you keep making those payments like our homeowner's insurance on our car insurance. You just got to keep writing that check to keep that insurance in force. So that is something that you know they, they ideally would like is to have a plan that would be paid up at some point and not have to have payments in their retirement years. Um, they liked the idea of money going back to their daughter if they did not use the insurance. This was something that was relatively new to them. They had heard about these asset-based plans, and they said, that sounds good to us. We're going to put this money into it, and we don't use it, then the money goes back to our kids. Now, folks, I will tell you, that's the number one barrier out there. When they surveyed the general public, why don't you get long-term care insurance, the number one reason people say is like they don't want to pay for something they're not going to use. Statistically, they are going to use it, but everybody thinks they're not. And so it's, again, why would I put all this money over here for something I'm not going to use? I'll just put it in savings and hope that'll last. But if I don't need it, then I still have my savings. That's what they're looking at, right? That's that's the number one reason why people don't like those traditional plans. And I understand that. Um, they wanted a plan that would pay for care in their own home. They really wanted a strong claim support. And again, this was something that was really kind of a sticking point for Carol. She was really drilling me on like, what do you get when you call that 800 number? Because she's trying to help get services lined up for her friend and help her her friend and their family. And she's like, it's a lot of work. There's a lot of stuff we don't know. And how do you know how to just jump on Google and find somebody that can come in and do, you know, treatments for you or light housework or whatever it is. So she wanted that strong claim support that she's heard us talk about. They also wanted a policy that would work if they moved. So they were kind of unique. You know, they had the one daughter, and they said, we're not real set on saying that we're going to live and die in this particular house, but we want the flexibility if we're going to move to be closer to our daughter, if she's married and she has kids, we might want to move to her community. Wherever her career takes her, when we're in retirement, we want that flexibility to have a plan that would move for them. So that was really kind of their goals that we went through when we started talking about what they wanted from a plan. So here's what we did for them. I mean, really, we broke it down. The traditional plan was out. The traditional plan is pay-as-you-go, no finite amount of money going into that plan, and there's no money coming back if you don't use it. The asset-based plan really checked all the boxes. It gave them you know, money back if they didn't use it. We could do a limited pay option, and we could get a true catastrophic plan, meaning lifetime benefits. So that's what we designed for them. We designed a plan that's going to provide each of them. So Carol and Michael are each going to have coverage in the amount of $10,000 a month. That's $120,000 a year for an unlimited amount of time. That means if they go on claim today, they could pull out $120,000 a year tax-free per person for as long as they need it. If they get in a car wreck together and they both ended up in a long-term care situation, they could pull $240,000 a year out of this policy tax-free for as long as they need it. They will never run out of it. And I will just tell you as a sidebar, this is the same plan that I have personally for myself and my wife. True unlimited coverage, meaning that I'm covered for whatever happens. I don't have to worry about running out of my bucket of money. If um, this plan, the way they decided to fund it, we could do a single pay, we could do a lump, you know, just a lump sum and walk away. We could do a lump sum and multiple payments. We can spread payments out over time. 
we ended up settling on 10 guaranteed level payments. So this is going to be one annual payment for 10 years. And so they're going to make a payment of $27,000 a year, 27,120 to be exact. So they're going to put about $271,000 into their plan if they end up making all 10 years. And I say that because it's got a waiver premium. I'll talk about that in a second. So if they don't use their plan, they're going to get $333,000 paid back to the estate. So that's the return of premium, 271N, 333 guaranteed to come back, meaning if they use $100,000 of long-term care, then they'll take that 333, they'll subtract out what they paid them in long-term care, they'll pay the difference to their daughter. So they're guaranteed to get more than they put into their plan either way, if they use long-term care or if they don't. So that's what's kind of great about these asset-based plans. And the reason why that return of premium is higher for them than what they put into the plan is it's really based on their age and the way the plan is designed. They're, they're in their 50s. If you're in your 60s, you might be close to what you put into it. But these guys will actually be guaranteed to get more money back than they got in because that's just actuarial science based on their age. So they're guaranteed to get you know $120,000 per person per year for as long as they need it. If they don't need it, they're going to get more money back than they put into the plan, and the money's going to come back to them tax-free either way. So if the daughter inherits that $333,000, she gets all of that money back tax-free. Now, some of the other benefits that you need to understand about this plan, again, this is a lifetime catastrophic joint policy, meaning they each get their own long-term care benefit, $120,000 a year for as long as they need it tax-free, but there's some other features that are tied into this plan, which is just fantastic. The first one is you get two times your monthly benefit. So remember, the monthly benefit's 10000 a month. They're going to get $20,000 for caregiver training. So that's key if a loved one needs to maybe learn how to do some medication management or wants to take a class on cognitive illness or whatever it is. It's designed to help family members or friends, informal caregivers, maybe get some training. Like I had a client that used this benefit for his mother. His mother had a very complicated medication regimen that he had to follow through each night. And so when he would go in and be respite care and they had a paid nurse that would come in and do this during the week and he would do it on the weekends. And so he took the training class for that and that benefit paid for that. It's also going to give you $20,000 or two times that monthly benefit for medical equipment slash home improvement. So again, back to I want to age in place. Well, okay, you get in a horrible accident. Now you need a wheelchair ramp. Let's build you a wheelchair ramp. Maybe you need a stairlift to get upstairs. You need some grab handles. You need an intravenous pump. You need a medical, uh, an adjustable bed. Whatever you need to make your home a safe environment to age in place, they're going to give you $20,000 right up front for you to go get that that house built and in, in, in fixed the way you need it. So that's just another benefit on top of You're still going to get your monthly benefit on top of that too. This plan has a concierge claim support. Concierge claim support just simply means when we call on this insurance company, they assign somebody to you and your family. That person, just think of them as your travel agent. They're going to be able to guide you, help you find the resources that you need, help you find the care service that you need. You're still in control. You say, I want, you know, you know, I want Chinese food tonight. They're going to give you three different Chinese restaurants that are close to you. You get to choose which one. You don't have to use any of them. But that's what they're there for is to kind of help you find the resources that you need. You're still in control of what you use. That goes with you for the life of the policy. And it's got international coverage. This policy will actually give them the first $300,000, $333,000 of long-term care benefit is available to use internationally. And then the lifetime benefit is going to work in all 50 states and Canada. So again, this gives them a lot of flexibility. If they want to move anywhere in the United States or Canada, the plan is going to work. If they're traveling overseas, they still have some coverage that can go in place. So that's what's really nice about that. And then lastly, I was talking about waiver of premium. Waiver of premium is simply a term that says if you go on claim and you have premiums due, the premiums are going to be waived. So in this situation, they're both in their 50s. And so hopefully they don't trigger a permanent long-term care situation in the next 10 years, but maybe they're in an accident. Or, you know, like her friend that had cancer, maybe you have an illness that you get treated from and you heal up from and you're on claim for a year or two. Well, while either one of them are on claim during the first 10 years, they're going to waive that $27,000 annual premium, and they don't make you make it up. So if you you were, you were paid your first five payments and you got in a car accident and you were on claim for two years, you would skip year six and seven. 
then once you were healed up, nobody was on claim, you would pay years eight, nine, and 10. The policy would be fully funded. You'd have the same benefits, the same life insurance. Everything would be built into that plan the same. So waiver premium is a great advantage for younger people. And the other thing, some of the features that you have to understand about this, I, I told you they have a health savings account. Well, the IRS will allow you to deduct premiums and pay out of your health savings account. It's the same deductions as business. So it's based on your age. You know, um, it goes in 10-year blocks, like 30 to 40, 40 to 50, 50 to 60, you know, 60 to 70, above 70. So the advantage for them is they're going to be able to pay some of this premium out of their health savings account if they choose to up to those IRS limits. And those are going to change every year. So it's going to be a few thousand dollars for them, you know, year one, and then it'll go up a little bit and a little bit. And what I like about that is they have some robust health savings accounts. They don't have to use those. But again, they can make sure that they're maxing out their health savings account through work. That is tax-free money to them that's going into that account. They can then use that health savings account to pay some of these long-term care premiums over the next 10 years. It's going to reduce their cost. So that's just a real nice advantage. If you have a health savings account, just remember you're going to be treated like a business owner, like a sole proprietor or an S-corporation. IRS is going to say you can pay X amount of the long-term care insurance premiums up to these amounts each year. So that's what's really nice for them. And, and when you really think about what does this do for them, I mean, answers all their questions, right? It really gives them the peace of mind. They know they have coverage. You know, Carol's watching one of her best friends go through a horrible situation, and she thought, gosh, if she had this plan in place, it would make their life so much easier. It takes so much pressure off of her husband who's trying to juggle his work and being a caregiver and trying to manage the home. And it also gives them that peace of mind that they're not going to be a burden on their kid. And that's what's just, you know, wonderful for them. They know that should they need care, their daughter doesn't have to step in and figure it all out. They've got a great policy. They've got a great team of professionals around them. And they've got a meaningful amount of coverage in place why they can get it. So stick around. i got to take my final break. And when we get back, we're going to continue the conversation a little bit more about aging in place. We'll be right back. New asset-based programs protect your savings and your family, and even pay you back if you never use them. Make sure your care is funded and managed in a time of need. Learn more and sign up for one of Brian's free live webinar classes at 525longtermcare.com. As we age, we can't always plan on good health, but you can plan long-term care coverage to give peace of mind to you and your family. In Story Monson, a great way to learn about long-term care is to join my friends from 525 Advisors for an upcoming free long-term care planning live webinar this coming Tuesday, May 17th at 3 p.m. You'll learn so much. 525 Advisors will explain how long-term care works, what the coverage pays for, and you'll discover all the new options and different ways to fund a plan. They even have plans with lifetime benefits that'll pay your estate back if you never use it. And then when you're ready, 525 Advisors will design a custom plan for you you, just like they did for my wife and me. I love how much time they spent with us. It's not just me. Read the reviews. People love working with Brian and Madeline at 525 Advisors. So get the peace of mind long-term care coverage gives you. Attend their free live webinar this coming Tuesday afternoon at 3. Sign up at 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. The fact is most of us have known somebody who needed long-term care. That's when a person reaches a stage in life requiring somebody else to help with basic daily activities due to physical conditions or a cognitive disease. Now, most of the time, long-term care starts in the home, which allows the individual to stay in a familiar setting. The price for long-term care can be expensive, and it could go on for years. Financial experts suggest purchasing long-term care insurance before you retire. Why? Because 7 out of 10 65-year-olds will need some sort of long-term care in the future. If you've never looked at long-term care insurance because you didn't know where to start, now you know where to start with 525 Advisors. 525 Advisors, local experts specializing in long-term care insurance, and they have plans that are guaranteed to pay you back if you never make use of them. Protect yourself and your family members from the financial cost of extended health care. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Sign up for the next free long-term care live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Staying in control of your care options is a better alternative than letting the government decide for you. Welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, certified long-term care planning specialist with 525 Advisors. 
And welcome back. And again, um, thanks for tuning in to Long-Term Care Radio. If you miss any part of the show, you can always get our podcast at our website at 525longtermcare.com. You can get it from Ask Your Smart Speaker to play it. You can get it on uh, iTunes, wherever you get podcasts. And, you know, we've got our website. We've got our classes up. The next class that I have is the last class for May. That's going to be on the 17th, which is Tuesday. That's a 3 o'clock kickoff West Coast time, a 4 o'clock kickoff mountain time. So look for that. And again, if you're a KOA listener, you're listening to this Saturday morning at 7 a.m., our Saturday morning webinar is going to kick off uh, this morning at 9 a.m. And if you're listening on the podcast or whatever, just jump on our website. We're always going to keep our schedule up there and we'll get the uh, classes up there for June here shortly. And again, you're going to hear me always talking about these classes. I'm just a firm believer. We, we start with education. Our, the whole goal of long-term care radio is not to have you call us for a quote. That's not what we do. We're trying to educate you, get you thinking about it, let you understand. I got a real nice email from a client last week that just said, I cannot believe that more people don't know about this. I wish I would have met you guys 10 years ago. And that's really what the whole program is about. We're just saying, hey, just understand that there's some options out there. A lot of people don't think about this until it's too late. And we're just trying to educate you. And we want you to come to a webinar. We want you to learn about these options. And then we'll see if something makes sense for you. And when you're ready to put a plan in place, you'll know what options are out there. And we can start talking about ways to design a custom plan that's going to fit for you. Today, we were talking about aging in place. And again, most people want to age in place. And I will tell you, if you ask me what's the number one reason to get long-term care insurance, I would say the number one reason is to not become a burden on your family members. The number two reason would be to stay in control of your care options, meaning that age where you want, age in place, whether that's your house, whether that's your child's house, whether it's an independent living community or retirement, uh, continuing care retirement center that you want to move into, you get to make those choices. And the number one reason why people can't make those choices that they want is because those, all those places cost money, all those options cost money. And so aging in place, you know, is, is the goal for many people, but oftentimes it makes sense to move out to a facility. And that's, you know, number one, it's just less expensive. Remember, when you're living in your house, you're still paying your property taxes, you're still paying for the maintenance on the house, you're probably, your, your costs probably are going up because you're not out mowing your lawn anymore. You're having to pay somebody to do that stuff. And so what long-term care insurance will pay for is it'll pay for like the lighthouse work, the vacuuming, the laundry services, things like that. But they're not going to pay to have somebody come in and, you know, repair some plumbing or, or, you know, redo your roof. And so you have all the costs of living in a home. And then as your health declines and you're, you need more and more care, you're having to rely more and more on other people to provide all these services. Plus you're paying for your house, you're paying for your cable television, your phone, all these things. Well, when you move into a facility, like when my grandmother moved from her house into the assisted living facility, well, everything's covered under that one bill, your cable television, your telephone costs, your cleaning services, the maintenance on the building. That's all covered by the long-term care insurance. And so this is why a lot of people will decide to move out of their home and move into a facility is because, A, you get a better quality of care in a lot of cases. And you know, I had one lady call me up and say, oh, that's ridiculous. You can get better quality of care at home. It's like, well... If you either have the family or you have you can afford the agency, but the the whole idea of assisted living facility is that there's somebody there 24-7. So as a general rule, a lot of people will get better levels of care, and it's just easier on the family in a lot of situations because, again, you know, half of Americans in long-term care situation are solely dependent on family members to provide that care. You see it all the time. Start opening your eyes when you go to the grocery store, look around. You're going to see somebody helping somebody get out. You know, in my office building, we got two handicapped spots right down below us, and I sit there and watch day in and day out. People pulling up, pulling out a wheelchair out of the trunk of the car and helping their loved one get out of the car and get them in here for some services. And so we see that. And so a lot of people rely 100% on family. About two-thirds of Americans rely on their family for at least part of the time. And so the whole idea of having long-term care insurance is that you can alleviate some of that pressure on the family. But if you move to an assisted living facility, it's also easier on the the the, the the children. I know watching my mom go through this when my grandma was at home would have, you know, kind of a home health care agency going in there. But then my mom was always worried about her the rest of the time when they weren't there. So again, it can just be a lot easier. And today we have some wonderful choices, but it takes a bit of pre-planning. And what I tell everybody is, you know, don't draw a line in the sand that said, I'm only going to always live in my home. I mean, go out and drive around the community, look at it, look at what 
you know, assisted living facilities are available, what a continuing care retirement center is, what types of new facilities are they building, find out how they work. Is there a waiting list? Get some ideas. What's the cost? Because the other thing too, like I told my wife, you know, what, what happens for me is I may want to live in my home, but it may not make the most sense for her or the family. And so at that point, I have to be willing to say that if I'm moving into an assisted living facility, that it would make life a lot easier for the family members. You got to take that into account. And that's the idea of long-term care insurance too, is when you got a married couple, but maybe one person needs to go out to assisted living, the other one doesn't. Well, that's when it becomes that financial burden. So the idea is having that long-term care insurance, like our clients of the week, both Carol and Michael can each pull out $10,000 a month. So if Michael had to go to an assisted living facility, they would have $10,000 to pay for that care so that he doesn't have to drain down the savings that Carol's using to live her life. So just some things to keep in mind. Again, I, we all want to age in place. The idea of long-term care insurance is to keep you in control of your care options, whether that's at home, hopefully, which is for, for again, a lot of people, half of the people that have long-term care insurance are able to age in place to stay in their own home versus you know less than one in five of the people that don't. So it's just a really important part of the planning process. Think it through. Learn about your options. Hey, and I'm going to uh, go to work on putting together a show for next week. I appreciate your time and your interest this week. I'll be back next week. Thanks so much. You've been listening to Long-Term Care Radio with certified long-term care planning specialist, Brian Ott. You can download and subscribe to the podcast at 525longtermcare.com and learn about all the long-term care planning options available. If you have questions for Brian or would like information about any of his upcoming long-term care webinars, go to 525longtermcare.com. Be sure to join us next weekend for another edition of Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. For information, show schedules, and podcasts, go to 525longtermcare.com. As we age, we can't always plan on good health, but you can plan long-term care coverage to give peace of mind to you and your family. In Story Monson, a great way to learn about long-term care is to join my friends from 525 Advisors for an upcoming free long-term care planning live webinar this coming Tuesday, May 17th at 3 p.m. You'll learn so much. 525 Advisors will explain how long-term care works, what the coverage pays for, and you'll discover all the new options and different ways to fund a plan. They even have plans with lifetime benefits that'll pay your estate back if you never use it. And then when you're ready, 525 Advisors will design a custom plan for you you, just like they did for my wife and me. I love how much time they spent with us. It's not just me. Read the reviews. People love working with Brian and Madeline at 525 Advisors. So get the peace of mind long-term care coverage gives you. Attend their free live webinar this coming Tuesday afternoon at 3. Sign up at 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com.